Hello, 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 everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the first podcast of many to come of Am I Worthy? Okay, so some of you know me from years back, or maybe you've entered my life um, a couple years back, or your family, or your family, your friends have become family, or no matter who you are, some of y'all um, already know my testimony while others don't of like okay how did Gabrielle Nicole Thorne go from this person from 757 to now being at JMU and now being a 2020 architecture design grad and campus ministry intern and so much while just being so on fire for God for everything and everything right and so today hello hello today I'm about to give you the tea of um okay like how did I get saved like how did me of anybody find Jesus all right and so yes here's my testimony so growing up I was raised in a church and it was it was an all black church. I'm not gonna lie. It was an all black church, and that there was a lot of hooping and hollering. And when I say that, the ha hola, you know what I'm talking about. It was a lot of that, and I had never heard the gospel. Um, Jesus is Lord. I had um, not seen many people who, okay, Sunday you go to church while also the other six days within the week, I don't know, Monday through Saturday, your life is actually a reflection of God. And so I did not see that many, many times. And then um, growing up, and so then let's f- skip forward to high school. So high school, I had this one person tell me about um, spirituality and that, you know, slavery, Christianity originated with slavery. And that, um, of course, to be black, like, why would you why would you want to be black and be Christian and be Christian when it comes from this? And so that distorted my whole entire view of Christianity. I'm, I'm going to be straight up with you. It distorted my whole entire view of Christianity. And I, I'm like, okay, well, um, slave, slave owners, slave masters within America or Europe or wherever, they use this, they use this Bible, right, to, um, control my ancestors and stuff, and so why would I ever be Christian, and so for many years, that just kept me away from Christianity, and so I just, from that point, um, I was just like, okay, I don't know about Christianity, like, I don't understand how people are black and they're Christian, and let's see, that was junior year, I think, yeah, that was junior year of high school, which is why be very careful of who you have um, pour into you and also the company you keep, because you don't know how the people around you are affecting you in your life, and so that was me, and then transitioning into, well, before, well, before transitioning into college. So during this time, right, when I saw slavery and Christianity together and this distorted my entire view of Christianity, I had, um, I still believed in God. There's just, there's just so much going on in the world and there's just so much that happens within the world that it's like, okay, how can, how can you not believe in like a higher power? Like just how, because, there's so much that happens within the world. And so there has to be like, there just has to, has to be, um, something 
within the world. It just has to be. And so um, this was me. And that was my viewpoint and everything um, before then. And so that was me a good couple of years or whatever. And then, um, yeah, so that was me for a good couple of years of that. Okay, slavery happened and Christianity. So I just, I don't know about that. Um, and that was me for a long time. And so since um, I had saw that, I was just like, um, I'm not sure about that yet. At the same time, I always believed in a higher power because there is so much happening within the world and that, okay, if there's so much happening within the world, how is there not a God? Because there just has to be a higher power controlling us. There just has to be a higher power that we don't even understand. Like we truly, truly don't understand. So um, during this time before I had committed my life to Christ, I didn't want to be Christian yet at the same time believing in God. And so I would fall into the category of during this time of someone agnostic. So you believe that there is a God, yet at the same time, you don't believe that it's Christian or you believe all gods are created the, um, equally, which, what? no, they aren't. And so, um, yeah, and so that's the category I went into, um, which was agnostic. And so that was me a couple of years. And so fast, so first two years of college, um, well, first year and a half, mm, you just got me saved, saved quick when I think about it now. <laughs> okay so for the okay so before um my first okay so first year of college um all right I've, I've talked about this previously in my videos but I had lost it um I had I had started having sex um kind of a little bit before entering college and then um of course during college you're still within that sphere you have your friends that's doing it um and everything and so of course I've had sex before marriage um and then um yeah so I had sex before marriage um I dated one dude my freshman year and that was just like that was that whole situation in itself just like oh my lord he was crazy I don't know I don't know what I was thinking from New York and then in the military whoo I look back now okay um yeah okay so um that was freshman year and during this time I had a friend who um Shalom I had a friend who always taught me about um like she would just talk about God or whatever and so I was still like "Mm." and during this time like even for herself like she had grew up within Christ like both of her parents are fully saved and other family members too as well and so she would talk about God and everything. And of course, I was still in the mindset of um, slavery and Christianity. Like, I didn't want it. I didn't want to hear it. Like, me and her, it would be so cute. Oh, my gosh. It was so cute. Me and her would have um, arguments sometimes just about uh, Christianity. Like, we wouldn't argue about God himself, but we would argue about Christianity. I would be like, you're so brainwashed. Oh, my gosh. And then she'd be like, you can't argue with experience, which is so true. It's so true. You can't argue experience. You can't argue what God has done within someone's life unless they're just like lying by it. But still, either way, if God has moved in someone's life, you can't argue experience. And so she would talk about God. And so I feel like, yeah, her... And then, um, during this time of not being fully within Christ, like I would pray to God certain, like certain times, but really not consistently at all. Um, yeah, 
Let me think. How else was that before Christ? It feels like so long ago. Oh, it just feels like so long ago. Um, during this time also, I was happy, but I was not joyful. That is a huge, huge, huge aspect of Gabrielle, Gabrielle then versus Gabrielle now. So I've, I've said this before. Happiness is determined by what you see. So when people grow up and they live lives that are just so distressed, they live lives that are like filled with abuse, filled with um just so much. Your mother told you you're crap. So you think you're crap. Your father wasn't there for you. Um, Your whole family, you have this whole pattern of um your family being on drugs or this or that, whatever. Right. Of course, you've seen from your experience, you haven't seen, you know, um, you haven't had happy experiences. So you're an unhappy person. Right versus me I'm a person um I'm very blessed to have I've 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 had two parents they're still living um they raised me very well I would say like of course I did stupid stuff you know like when your parents found you smoking weed stuff like that or whatever yeah I smoke weed and so you know um that's how my parents raised me very well still because like yes I made mistakes yes I wasn't a perfect child yet they never made me feel like dirt they never made me feel like just unworthy or anything and so I'm very very blessed Sean and Benita they raised me right (laughs) and my other um siblings and so um that is a huge part that I have never felt um unloved from parents and people who I do feel like that it's like okay, your parents might might not be your parent. They might not truly be parents. They might have just, you know, created you yet. God is your father. And so, okay, let's go back to his testimony. And so, um, yeah, so freshman year, which will only be pouring into me and everything. And then, I'll, okay, I graduated from James Madison, the James Madison University in Harrisonburg, Virginia, which was my dream school. I only applied there in Mason. Like, I'm a person, um, if you know me, you know how I am. I'm a person, if I say I'm going to get this, I, I go after what I want. And I'm going to get it. I don't know how I'm going to get it sometimes, but I'm going to get what I want. And so, I applied. JMU got in early admin and everything. And then I didn't even apply. I didn't even, I waited until, like, the last minute to be like, yeah, I'm going to actually attend here. It's crazy. So, freshman year, um, yeah, had Shalom pouring into me. And then also going messing with um different dudes and everything and then also yeah that was freshman year so like I was happy but like say if something didn't go right within my life like I was unhappy like to think how I didn't have God then it's just it's just so crazy it's just so crazy like and even before then God was protecting me like for instance I never had any pregnant I never had any pregnancy scares within my life um yeah, there's just a lot looking back now when I was out of the will of God's will. I'm like, God, you straight protect me. Like, I truly, 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 truly with all my heart do not deserve what you have um done for me and how you protect me even then. And so, yeah, before Christ, like my life was happy, but it wasn't joyous because joy comes from God. If you don't have God, if you don't have the love of Jesus Christ, then you truly, I personally feel like you truly, truly don't have joy. And so, yeah, I was a happy person, always a happy person, pretty much. Um, yeah, and so let's fast forward to September 30th, 2018, the day I got saved. So I went to D.C. that weekend, right? And 
Ugh, I'm just so I'm not going. Oh, I can't. Okay, this is only the first podcast. I can't start off crying, but uh, just think, just to go back to that day, just makes me like, oh my goodness. So, I go to DC that weekend for Black Women Architecture. My, my major at Jamie was architectural design, and so I go to DC that weekend, and it is my first time being, I think, alone, going to an event alone, like truly alone, away from everything, because I had drove up that weekend, um, all uh, all alone. Yeah, I had met my friend Shalom, my friend Shalom, because she stays um, close to DC, and I stayed at her parents house that weekend but I was gone like all like all Saturday I was gone because I um had went to the black woman architecture brunch and then also met up with my friend um from back home for just for like a girls night in DC it was like really cute and I remember that day in that part like it just it just felt like a shift was happening I, I don't I didn't know what that shift was but when I look like now it was God because I remember before because my friend she she came on BP time she came on color people time and so we were supposed to eat at like four some four o'clock or something she showed up to like six o'clock or something I don't know <laughs> she knows who she is <laughs> and so I remember the um between that I was like just sitting in the park and I was just thinking like um oh my gosh, like, there's just so much to accomplish in life, you know, um, I remember I was just, I just remember just thinking so much in that park of, like, my dreams, my goals, like, just what I want to do within life, because I had just came out of a room just being around phenomenal, phenomenal woman, woman within architecture, and to see someone the same color as you accomplish something, accomplish your, their dreams and their goals, just, it just does a whole nother level to you, like, it just does, and so, that was that. So the next day, um, then that night, I uh go back to Shalom's house with her parents. They're all they're all Ethiopian, so they're super sweet. They're not American. And so, um, next next morning, that's September thirtieth. I had work that day at two o'clock, like two o'clock or something like that for CVS, because this was when I was working two jobs during my sophomore year. And so, um, I had. I knew I needed to be back by a certain time or whatever but her family asked do you want to go to church with us and I said okay like sure like I'm not gonna say like I didn't have a problem with going to church like I honestly didn't have a problem with going to church but if you want to keep telling me to go consistently mm, no and so um went to church with her family and after church we go to her aunt's house because it was an Ethiopian holiday I can't I can't I can't remember the exact holiday but we go to her aunt's house after church and this woman, Miss Andai, is there. It's her mother's friend. And so Miss Andai tells me her whole entire testimony of how she met Jesus and that um within her life she had two people very close to her pass away. And so um within my life it within my life there were two people very close to me who were dealing with like depression and suicide on like suicidal thoughts and everything and so her testimony just truly truly resonated within me and oh that was another part of before um this moment so before this moment nine months before this moment was when I knew God was truly real for myself not from what someone um has told me not from what um someone has asked me or anything it was nine months before that that this so that December 
um, right before that happened, I had someone very close to me almost commit suicide. And so I remember that day, it was finals week of, and of course, this is finals week during architect, your first year of architecture school, like you're so overwhelmed and this and that or whatever. This was finals week and um, got a phone call that this person was committed suicide. And that day, um, I like I went to, because Shalom was my roommate. And so I go in her room and like, we just started praying or whatever for this person to come out the house. And then literally an hour after that happened, that person came out the house and they're still alive today, which that is just, that is just nothing about God. And so I remember after that person had um, came out the house, I was just taking a shower and thinking and like, you know, just thinking about everything. Like I could have lost this person and um, him and I didn't have like that good of a relationship at that point. Like I could have really, really lost this person in just one moment. And so with when I, that moment, when I was in the shower that day, I remember I just knew God was real because he just, he just came down. Like it was just a whole nother type of reassurance and security because within that moment, I knew God was real. Not because that person came out of that house and then committed suicide because God was with me. And so I'm so, so serious when I say whether that person would have survived or not, I knew God was with me, you know? And so, yeah, that's the first moment I knew God was real. So, okay. Back to um, t- testimony day, September 30th. So Miss um, Anna is telling her testimony and everything. I told you how it resonated with me. And then at the end, she asked me, um, so Gabby, what do you think about Jesus? And I will never forget this. Ugh, this is the best, best, best day of my life. I will never forget this moment. So I remember the moment she asked that. I cannot even open my mouth. And... People who know me know how I am. Like, I love talking. Like, I'm usually not a quiet person, for real, for real. If you know me from a business setting, you know me a little bit quieter. Because I'm in the business setting. I'm a little bit, I'm I'm just a little bit more quieter. But, so, I could not speak. Like, words could not even come out of my mouth when she said that. When she said, Gabby, what do you think about Jesus? I just could I couldn't speak like I was that was the first part I have never been speechless within my life like never not once in my life except for that moment and so she asked me this and I'm like uh 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 and I just start bawling tears to this day to this day in 2020 it is still the most I have ever cried within my life I'm so so serious so I'm at this kitchen table, <laughs> just bawling, volunteers. Like I, it was like I, my body just felt uncontrollable and everything. And um, like I remember, I just started crying, and it was like Shalom, her mom, and Samsala, um, and Miss Andai, and um, somebody just started hugging me. I don't even know who it was. I don't, I don't know who it was, but like they just started hugging me or whatever, because my I was just shut, and of course I was just like overwhelmed with. Um, just crying and everything and so um, Miss Andai asked me a question like Gabby do you want to accept Jesus and me I'm like yes <laughs> I'm like yes yes <laughs> and 
And so um, then I said, you know, like, of course, like, I'm a, like, I'm a sinner. Like, um, I believe that um, Jesus lived the life I should live, died death I should have died. Three days later, he rose up, proved he's the son of man. Like, I proclaimed the gospel and everything. And that, you know, like, yes, I want to have Jesus Christ in my heart. And so, oh, my goodness, that that moment was just crazy because literally, the after the moment after I proclaimed gospel or everything right and like truly accepted God within my heart um I remember when it was Miss I think Miss Andai Miss Amsala they were praying over me and I had um just within my mind like when my eyes were closed during that prayer I just saw trees break I just saw trees breaking I just saw just kind of like everything just leaving my body like whether it's it was plans whether it was just visions or anything I just saw a, a lot of stuff just leaving my body like oh it just it just felt like I was just getting washed like straight up washed by the spirit and so um yeah that was an actual moment like it's crazy literally y'all literally I went to bed that night and you know I got class the next day oh and then you know also like I had to I was supposed to be at work that day with CBS which God outweighs okay like a paycheck like come on and so I remember that day like I texted my co-worker and, I, and then this thing I was supposed to cover somebody's show so of course the other person's mad at me and I can't I can't explain just got saved i can't explain all of that in a text so i was just like hey i can't cover your shift today but the other person didn't understand but like I can't, okay i can't explain all that in text like oh yeah i just this just happened i don't understand what happened so i can't come to work i see me yesterday what? <laughs> but yeah so i remember driving back to jmu um whew, that sunday and the whole way back I'm still just in disbelief like that night I'm still in disbelief like did today happen so like what happened today again like oh god I know you know you like oh you oh you really really real and so yeah that was the day I got saved so and um that's a huge part within my life and why I always say it's the best day of my life and why I always tell I I encourage other women that I feel like personally um, or even men too. Like, I feel like the best day of your life is the day that you declare Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Not the first, not the day you get married, not the day you have kids or anything. I feel like those days are best days of your life, but they follow that. The day that you truly, truly declare Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, that's going to be the best day of your life. So yeah, baby, give it to Jesus. And so, um, then, um, the next couple of months after that were straight pruning. Okay. They were straight pruning that summer before I got saved. Right. I was working. I think that was my first. Yeah. That was some of my first internship working for an architect in Virginia beach, which I'm still cool with him till he's this day. Like he's a re- he was a really cool dude. And so I remember that summer before I didn't have any, I didn't, I wasn't having sex or anything. First of all, I was back home, like, you know, not in, like, you know, when you're back home with your parents. And so, um, I didn't have sex or anything that summer. And I was in between, like, um, you know, mm, I don't know if I want to stop, um, doing it or not. But I just started to be like, okay, what is the point of it? Like, what value does sex add to your life? Like, I'm tired of taking birth control, man. Like, come on. And so, 
um yeah so I didn't do it that summer and then even so nine months before I had um commit my life to Christ too also I had this one dude I was messing with and he is the one man I have ever cared about within my life and so yeah that's the only man I've ever cared about within my life and I remember when we stopped talking or whatever I went through a stage of like <laughs> I just look back now because it's so funny <laughs> all right all right y'all all right so look um this is not months before so this is like January of that year so now so I remember that January it was like uh after like he he would just do this thing called go ghost which later I found out the man was in a whole relationship which okay but later I found out um that's why you know he couldn't commit and everything but um so I remember when he had stopped like we had just stopped talking we got into an argument or something but that was like the last time we talked and after that y'all I would say a good how long has it been maybe two to four months I was just in sap zone you know like when you get played like when you get played played when you like oh like that's how this person is oh I all right ma'am and so I remember um the <laughs> It's just so funny. <laughs> All right. So I had got played, right? And I was just listening to, tr- like, I was just listening to uh, Keisha Cole, Trina, what else? Oh, Monica. Y'all. Oh, my gosh. Like, literally, <laughs> there was one day I came home from work. And I was just, I just went to playing that song, right? And my roommate, Shaloma Tal, is like, okay, Gabby, you need to, you need to, we're going to need for you to get over this, man, because we have never seen you like this. And then also, I'm sick of hearing Monica every night. <laughs> and it was like, I can't, I can't hear anymore, Monica. <laughs> and so, yeah, so, mm, that's crazy. But, um, yeah, so. Um, then after that, that dude, I had rebounded with like one dude a couple months. Cause like I was a person like, I cannot go three months without sex. Like I just couldn't, everybody has a different drive and everything, but that was just me. And so, um, yeah. And so I had rebounded with another dude. And then after that, I was just like, okay, Gabs, this is tiring. Like this is truly tiring. And I always say this, I'm going to say it again. If you are a person, you are sexually active. Like, um, of course it would be amazing to live a life of celibacy and everything while also like you are sexually active whatever like first of all you can give jesus give it up but also be safe like go get tested because it's serious and let me tell you how god works so another part before i got saved i had two or three people close to me who had contracted stds and i feel like that was a wake-up call to me to like okay like why like why like is sex really that good because let me tell you something every single person who has had an std or still has an std they will always tell you that it wasn't worth it it's like you ever talk to someone who has a dui and they're like let's get on the road drunk worth it no it's not and so yeah just give it to jesus let's wait till you marry lord think about how popping is gonna be when you marry why can't you just wait just wait your lord Okay, so back to it. All right, and so, okay, so, um, like I just told you or whatever, like, it was struggling from, to being, to being, to going from a person, right, after I got saved, to going from a person who I can't go without, um, three months without having sex to now being a person who, 
wow, like, what does it truly mean to be Christian? Like, I haven't seen it so real and raw before. What does it really mean to live, like, by the gospel? Like, what is this? And so, of course, those three months of, like, um, just being saved and everything were very, very pruning and then also hard. I'm not going to lie to you. It was very hard because... Of course, I'm a person like I didn't go out all the time, but like here and there or whatever. And so doing that and then also you still do have temptation just because you get saved yesterday doesn't mean, oh, all these dudes or whoever I was messing with is going to stop hitting me up. No. If, and one thing is they're going to try you even more because they're going to be like, oh, you saved. OK, let me hit you up two months, two months later. See if you're still saved. Like I'm, I'm being straight up with you. Like I'm being straight up with you. You are going to get tested. And so, um, you pass those tests and it gets, it gets easier. It does. Yet at the same time, you got to pass those tests. And so, um, I remember, yeah. So a couple months after that, um, the dude, Eminem, so dude, the only dude I've cared about before. So I remember, um, I just started missing him one night. And the thing is, I feel like we don't miss the person exactly, but we miss something else. If you understand what I'm saying, it's like kind of just, when you're around someone or like you're kind of like used to them, you kind of get you're you don't miss that person. You just miss what you're used to. Ooh, mm, child, mm, that's a ooh, mm, that's good. That's a good word right there. You do not miss that person. You miss what you're used to, and that was me when I was missing M and M's. And so, three months after I got saved, like I just started missing him one night, and I had looked, I had just like looked him up um on I don't know something social media I didn't follow I didn't follow him on stuff for real for real before like every female is different I'm not a female I'm gonna stalk you and figure out your whole life your mama life that's just not me I don't care about you enough to the point to do that just being honest and so um I had looked him up or whatever one night because my friend taught me how to do it (laughs) and I looked him up and I saw this man's in the whole um like relationship or whatever I was like oh so wow so you oh that's why he couldn't commit you know and so um yeah so that made it easier even more to stay celibate (laughs) because it's like oh I ain't gonna invite that you know like wow that's crazy and so um yeah um first three months of celibacy were hard but after that it wasn't that bad yeah I got to a point when it's just like um I don't know I just like I kind of worship marriage more than I worship God like I was like okay God I'm ready like I'm Christian now so I'm ready to be a wife or not in that moment but you know what I'm saying like I wanted to get married and everything yet at the same time if you don't work on yourself if you don't um worship God before you want to be within whatever situation within life it's like why would God bring somebody in your life and then also it's like okay, you really, really, really should have a truly, truly rooted relationship with God before you are entering into a situation because you don't know the consequences if you just enter into a relationship and it's not made by God or it's just not in God's timing, you know? So, yeah. Now I love the part of life I am. I'm happily single and... um. God is still just moving within my life. Like, he just still is. Like, it's just really crazy how quick and how much two years can change within walking in Christ. 
So, um, like I said, like not having sex anymore. I'm not having sex again until my wedding day. And then, I don't know, recently I've been thinking, do I want to not kiss another man until my wedding day? Which, that, it it may seem crazy, but when you think about it, it's like, okay, what does kissing lead to? So, what's the point of it? So, I don't know. We'll see. We need to do meet up or whatever God's telling us. We'll see. But, um, yeah, so that, um, I just truly, truly love um, exactly where God has placed me. And then also just how God, there are so many of my plans that God has disrupted and what God has taken me from, like, even within architecture school, like there's been so much failure, which to this day, I thank God for all of that failure over these last three years, dude, you want to have a business one day, like me only to God let business one day. Like I want to have all these things. It's like, if I could go through three years of architecture school filled with so much failure, you can't tell me there's one thing that I can't accomplish in life. My God tells me what I can't accomplish. No one else. Um, and then also like to be able to over, like the way that God trusts me to overpour into people, like whether it's from when God told me, um, like how many months would that be? Nine months. So this is recorded like July, 2020. So like nine months before this, like God was like, yo, like start posting videos on Instagram. And of course I'm a person like, I'm not really crazy about social media. And then also like, I don't mind sharing my life. Like I'm not a private private person at the same time like I'm a person like okay I don't think so I need to know every detail of my life and so um when he did this I'm like I try to ignore it some but then mm, let me tell y'all God works he gonna keep knocking if he wants you to do something <laughs> and so um go to my Instagram Gapsteezy um and you'll see like all these different videos and everything that got Tummy's posting. But even before that, um, he had used somebody near me to say like, hey, you need to be in scripture more. And so started reading more scripture, like consistently, not just, um, yeah, I read scripture this week, you know, but like being consistent on it. And so started doing that before doing these videos. And then now I am campus ministry intern at um, my church and there's just so much that God has changed and to have joy, have a peace beyond understanding. It doesn't make sense. Like it truly, truly doesn't like right now on the time we're in is like all this like COVID-19, but also racial uprising and everything. And to still be a black female and to be so joyous within this moment, it is nothing. It is nothing but God that this is possible. Like if I died tomorrow, I would just be like, okay, and I'm not like saying that in a bad way, but truly to die is to gain in Christ. It's just so true. When you live your life and you know where you're going, like I know I'm going to meet my heavenly father. I know that through, um, through like just my faith, how like God's going to be like job well, job well done servant. Like, do you know how good that feels to know where you're going? And then also, um, just to live a golly life. Like, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, young man, young female, whoever you are. If you are living a life outside of the God's will, I promise you it's not your best life. It's not. When I was out here in these streets, when I was out here um, 
wilding out or going to parties, parties, getting drunk or whatever and stuff like that. Like, I thought that was my best life, but really it's not. It's really not. Oh my Lord, you think it is, but it's not. Does that give you a peace beyond understanding? Does it give you a joy that just makes you wake up in the morning like, okay, I'm going to start another day. I see my situations like this, but you know what? I'm going to start another day because if God gave me another day, then he gave me this day for a reason. So I'm going to keep pushing through. Does it give you that? Yo, living a life outside of God's will, it's not fun. Like, it's not. Looking back now, it's not fun. Like, the fact that, like, I could have carried so much child before then, psh, that's crazy. That was God protecting me. Like, thank God for that. And, like, it's just crazy because he just truly, truly gives you. It is a peat. Like, it's like um my favorite, scri- my favorite scripture. <sighs> my favorite, favorite, favorite scripture within this Christian walk is Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's literally how I am every day. Like, being within Christ is not just a feeling, F-E-E-L, but it is a feeling, F-I-L-L. Mm, hello, in the words of Pastor Chris Johnson. <laughs> but like, that's truly what it is. It's like church going to church on Sunday is just an appetizer to your week. That's literally what all it is. Because Monday through Monday and sad Monday through Saturday is like your whole life. Like that's like that's your that's your Christian walk. Like that's yeah, like that's your Christian walk. It's not just limited to a Sunday. And so, um, yeah, you just don't know. You just don't know. God has just blew, God has blown my mind so many times over these last two years. And then the thing about God is you don't just, he doesn't just do something one time. You go from glory to glory to glory. And so, um, you're a person, you want to commit your life to Christ, just do it. Just do it. Say like, Hey, I'm a sinner. I believe Jesus is Lord. I believe in it with all my heart. And I want, like, I want to be saved. And, yeah, DM me. um, DM me or whatever. But, yeah, I'm just excited for life. Like, I'm 20. I'm 21. Investing, doing all these things that I never imagined doing. But God will blow your mind. You just got to trust him. You just truly, truly have to trust him. You just have to walk in obedience. You have to let go of things that aren't for you anymore. Like, there are, there are, um, whether it's dudes or even, um, friends that there are people who have, who aren't in my life anymore. And I'm thank God that they aren't. That doesn't mean that, um, you know, I think you deserve like terrible things to happen to you or anything. It's just like, okay, God's going to work on you in a different way. We don't have to, you know, be to be friends or whatever. And so, um, yeah, God's going to subtract some things and you are going to get pruned when you get saved. You are going to get pruned, but just go through that pruning season because it's good. You have different pruning seasons, but I feel like the greatest pruning season is when you get saved and he removes things from your life. So yeah, God is good. He's so good. Like you don't deserve him. And I'm looking forward to this podcast. This is so cool, by the way. (laughs) But yeah, looking forward to this podcast and I will see you next week. Bye-bye.